Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. Welcome back and consider this your weekly reminder to leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening if you like what you're hearing. Don't forget too about our other shows. They are the Witch Investigates and Witch Money podcasts, both of which can be found by searching on whichever app you're listening to this very episode. Now this week we're hearing about the difficult subject of financial abuse. In this episode, Grace Witherden tells us more about an issue that's worryingly on the rise and explains exactly how to spot the signs and where to go for help. Before I hand over to Grace, I should say that some of the names have been changed in this piece and if you're affected by anything you've heard today, then you can visit our website, that's www.witch.co.uk, for contact details of charities that can help. I'll hand you over to Grace now though to talk us through her article, originally published in the Witch Money magazine. Sheila can't afford to repair her boiler, so she's been unable to heat her home. The 69-year-old took out a credit card to lend her son £15,000 some years ago, and most of her money goes towards keeping on top of the repayments and the interest. Her son has paid little of it back and gets aggressive and verbally abusive when she asks for it. Cases like Sheila's are on the rise. Hourglass, a charity working to challenge and prevent the abuse of older people, saw a 73% rise in calls relating to financial abuse last year compared to the year before. Hourglass is a free support service that makes sure extra help is available to people in vulnerable situations. It was able to give Sheila advice on how to make a referral to her local adult safeguarding team and how to get on her energy supplier's priority services register. But all too often, financial abuse goes unreported. In our survey of 1,025 witch members, 4% told us that they had been a victim of financial abuse, while 13% said they knew someone who had been. Financial abuse covers a broad spectrum. It could be a carer taking an extra £10 from their client's purse, or a husband controlling their wife's everyday spending. It may be that someone is building up debt in your name and forcing you to pay for their goods. It could be someone accessing your financial accounts without your permission or manipulating or pressuring you into signing over property. In 2021, the Domestic Abuse Act was updated to legally recognise economic abuse as a form of domestic abuse. Financial abuse is often part of wider economic abuse. It can mean controlling other resources such as housing, transport, employment and clothing. Abusers can be romantic partners, family members, friends or carers. Financial abuse can happen to anyone of any age, although older people are particularly vulnerable. People over the age of 50 hold 70% of the wealth in the UK, Veronica Gray told Witch. Veronica is the Deputy Chief Executive of Hourglass. She said, This in itself makes them a target. Wealth does not equal protection, and as we age, we may have other needs or issues to deal with, including bereavement, loneliness, isolation, disability, all of which can contribute to the dependency on others for help, care and support. 
In 2020, just before the coronavirus lockdown, Anne discovered that her 90-year-old father was owed £18,000 by an old friend. She only became aware of the situation when she heard him on the phone to his friend, asking for the money urgently as he was about to become overdrawn. In total, her father made 52 payments to a friend over a 15-month period, with amounts varying between £100 and £1,000. Anne and her husband had to get debt collectors involved to recoup the money owed to her father. She said, I discovered that the friend and his wife were maxed out on 10 credit cards and had very little money in their bank account. Through the debt collector, they agreed to repay the debt by taking up equity release. In some cases, a legal arrangement designed to protect vulnerable people's finances can be exploited by their abusers. Lasting power of attorney enables one person, the donor, to give another, the attorney, the power to make financial decisions on their behalf if they lose their mental capacity. The LPA, as it's called, will only come into effect once the donor is deemed to no longer be able to make decisions for themselves. However, financial abuse can occur when attorneys take advantage of the person they're supposed to be protecting. In November last year, Wales Online reported that Brian Malam had been sentenced at Cardiff Crown Court to 32 months in prison after he stole £65,000 from his friend Margaret Wright. Wright, an actress professionally known as Meg Wynne Owen, spent her final years living in a care home with dementia. The actress had previously starred in Love Actually and Upstairs Downstairs. She died in June, aged 82. Malam was granted power of attorney over her finances in 2014. The case was referred to the Office of the Public Guardian, which carried out an investigation before passing it on to the police, although these cases don't always end in prosecution. According to Cherie Green, Director of Green Church Legal Services and former chair of the Law Society's Mental Health and Disability Committee, by the time the OPG is involved, it may be too late. Cherie said, there is probably no paper trail, nothing in writing. It's very difficult to look back and find evidence that establishes whether the person did or did not have capacity to give money or assets at the time money or property changed hands. People don't lose all of their decision-making powers at a point in time. They tend to decline over weeks or months. Another issue is often victims not wanting to take their nearest and dearest to court. Cherie said, it may be that the abuser is also the only child and the main beneficiary of the person's will, in which case any assets you recover will end up back in the abuser's hands in any event when the person dies. Green believes there's a tsunami of financial abuse waiting to be uncovered in the wake of the pandemic, when visits by social service and other professionals were suspended. According to the charity Surviving Economic Abuse, the average debt in victims' names resulting from an abuser's control over their finances has risen significantly in the past two years. It now stands at £20,000 compared to around 3000 in 2020. Pressures caused by the rising cost of living are increasing the risk of abuse. Green said, Families are under greater financial pressures. People are struggling to make ends meet, and if an opportunity presents itself to borrow from a vulnerable person, the temptation to follow through may be all the greater. Two-thirds of domestic abuse survivors believe abusers are using the cost of living crisis as a tool to coercive control, including to justify further restricting their access to money, 
according to a survey in August by Women's Aid. Veronica from Hourglass believes that financial institutions have a huge responsibility to combat financial abuse. A survey by the charity and Hodge Bank in October 2021 found that more than 9 in 10 people aged 45 to 70 think that financial service providers are not doing enough to protect older people from financial abuse. This is despite the launch of a voluntary code of practice in 2018 aimed at supporting victims, which some of the biggest high street banks have signed up to. The code was established by UK Finance, the bank and industry body, and requires staff to have training to spot and deal with financial abuse sensitively. Participating banks should also have a vulnerable customer department who you can speak to. Some banks offer more tailored help, including HSBC, which allows victims to request a generic sort code to stop a perpetrator knowing their whereabouts. Monzo's Share With Us tool is designed for customers who need to disclose sensitive information in a confidential way. Trained staff can respond with personal advice and assistance. Meanwhile, in December last year, TSB launched an emergency flea fund to help people who are fleeing abusive relationships. The bank's customers can request support payments worth between £50 and £500 by visiting a TSB branch. This money is then paid into a TSB bank account that only the claimant can access. And as of January, the UK Finance Code has been expanded to include guidance on how banks can deal with debt separation. UK Finance told which, Seeking help is the first step in victims regaining control of their money and their independence. And it is imperative that the individual is treated in a sensitive, compassionate manner. We would always encourage customers to speak to their bank as the first step to getting financial help and support. Sarah Coles is a financial advisor at Hargreaves Lansdowne, who was herself a victim of financial abuse. She says it's important to look out for a change in someone and to ask them about it. For example, have they started spending less despite no change in circumstances? Do they keep forgetting their wallet? Or are they refusing invitations that involve spending money? They may be aware they're a victim and not feel they can talk about it, Cole said. Make it clear you're available for support without judgment. You could be the lifeline they need. If you're concerned about an older person experiencing financial abuse, or you're in a situation yourself, you can contact Hourglass on its 24-7 helpline. You can visit its website at www.wearehourglass.org or call its helpline on 0808-808-8141. You can also contact your local adult social services. If you have concerns about a registered, lasting power of attorney, you can contact the OPG by emailing opg.safeguardingunit at publicguardian.gov.uk or by calling 0115-934-2777. If you're experiencing financial abuse by a partner or ex-partner, you can contact Surviving Economic Abuse on 0808. 196-8845 for specialist help and support, as well as visit its survivor forum at survivingeconomicabuse.org.
Thank you so much to Grace for talking us through her article, originally written for the February issue of The Witch Money magazine. Now remember you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. And thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. <laughs>